You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I just couldn't stop myself. I know. Like, and the thing is, I was cognizant of it at the same time. But it's like one I'm of those things there. you're in the middle of it, and you're like, I, no. could, I should stop. I, I was. I mean, consciously, I'm telling myself, like, you should not do this. You really need to stop. Get some control. Take control of the situation. But I couldn't. I, I couldn't. I went completely until it was all gone. Wow. Like, that was the end of it. For some reason, I think it's just, like, spherical-shaped th- things. I'm starting to find out about myself. Maybe there may be a tie to this. I don't know what it is. I don't like delving this far into my psyche. Okay, that's weird. Okay, well... Yeah, we're going to have to talk about that. We'll have to talk about it. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. I want to remind some... Uh, uh, everybody out there of something everybody, v- everybody uh, something everybody. very important and that's this when you decide to go traveling people go traveling sometimes Sarah oh my gosh I want to go traveling Greg for work or for pleasure or for whatever it is that they want to do you know pleasure is it, stop saying pleasure stop saying travel pleasure for pleasure uh, but whatever it is you want to do however you're booking your travel go to funemploymentradio.com and click on either the Expedia link or the hotels.com link oh but, or take both take your choice how about both if you want yeah. book Just a hotel peruse. through one and a flight through the other Whatever you want to do, just go to our website. We're the travel gateway to the world online for you now. I tried to make tie something together there. I don't know if it really worked out. I that tried to make that all. Good. That was a good effort. Yeah. Yeah. I said a lot of buzzwords. I think of. you're really distracted because we have the fan going, and I know yeah, it's throwing you off a little. We do need to address this. Anyway, go to our website and click on the Expedia link or the hotels.com link. Um, yeah, so if you're listening to this podcast right now... <sighs> I am kind of meticulous about the sound, about the quality of sound that we put out on this show. Quite meticulous. You know, we've been doing this for, I don't know, forever. I don't think we've ever not done this podcast. And so one of the things you know, that, that, I, that I pride us on is, is putting out a good quality product. Well, it's very hot here in Portland right now. Like, for Portland... How it's hot gonna, is it, It's going to be 100 degrees today, and then tomorrow I think it's like 190 or something. I think, no, honestly, tomorrow it's, a, it's like record-breaking. I think it's supposed to be like 109. 109 tomorrow? Yeah. yeah that's that's too hot. So, for Portland, I mean, I know for a lot of places around the country, if you're in Arizona or something, or, or Nevada, like, we seem like... But I even think that those people understand, because they know that we live in the Pacific Northwest, and we are not used We're not to that kind. We're not equipped for that. Like, I'll take 90 degrees, totally good. I'll go up to 95. 108, that's a different realm yeah. that I don't really I know, I just know kind of finally started to get slightly more adapted to 90s that started yeah. happening a couple, like, a couple of years ago, and now it's just getting, uh, like... Incrementally hotter every yeah. single day, and and that's and global thing. warming and, is a fallacy. And we're not going to talk about the weather the entire time on the mm-hmm. show, but I feel I have to address it because of one thing. Um, you know, nobody has air conditioning here. Very, very few people have air conditioning, and including here in our studio, the Fun Employment Radio studios, we don't have air conditioning. So, in the background right now, if you hear a low hum on this episode, oh is because Sarah convinced me to allow the fan to be on while we're recording, which for me is violating he's everything against He's freaking out about it. As you can tell, he's all, like, wound up. He's very upset I, about this. I feel like how I did when, um, when I went skydiving, and I've talked about it before, when you first jump out of the plane, like, everything in your body says, no, don't do this. This is wrong. That's how I feel about the fan being on while we're recording mm-hmm. it's like no every instinct in my body says to go over there and turn that fan off but i'm i'm refuting it i'm disputing it i'm fighting it greg Sarah, the struggle is real i'm glad that you. you're that you're able to fight it 
for you. Thank you. I am I am feeling quite wonderful with the with the flow of air going through the room. I appreciate it. Keelan is saying, uh, how dare she request normal human working conditions? Not here at Fun Employment Radio. <laughs> we don't work for the normal human. No. I don't know what that's. I don't know where I'm going with that one. Yeah. Either. By the way, you know that you sound like a crazy person, right? Yeah. Oh no. I, I mean, you're I'm like complaining about me wanting to actually be able to like mm-hmm. be alive in here. Oh yeah. Right. Okay. Just no. Checking. I realize that. Mm-hmm. I realize that. Uh, so anyway, that's what's going on in the background. If you hear that fan, I will try to edit it out, but I probably can't get it all. Anyway. Um, Back to what I was talking about at the beginning here. We have a lot of Are stuff. Are you sure you don't want to talk more to. about the no, ambient fan noise? I think we've covered the fan pretty okay, well. Okay, because I'm pretty sure that I think you have more to say about the fan I, noise. I do, but I need to like actually just go ahead and step away from it and just let it go and kind of become zen with it. So that's what I'm going to do. So no. Oh no yeah, um, our buddy Lisa Wood is in the chat. Um, she, the proprietor of the um, now defunct Big Ass Sandwiches, the ah, best sandwich oh, yes. place in the world. She was reminding me of when we were working in the cart one day, and it got to 126 in there. Good lord! Was, yeah, I took a picture of it too because we were. It was That's like, like Baghdad hot. Oh my god, it was so hot! Like we were almost all passing up, but we were like making sandwiches. That's what you do. Just making sandwiches. Just, <laughs> slowly going crazy while you're doing. Slowly going at that crazy. That temperature, your brain starts to. No, I felt like my brain was cooking a little. Yeah, it stops working as mm-hmm. well, doesn't it? When you get that hot. Yeah, like we were like unable to kind of communicate with each other anymore. It was just like Ugh. drink water, drink water, drink water, make sandwich, give sandwich, drink water, drink water. Sandwich to you, mm. make sandwich. Which, wow, yeah, 126. That's I don't think I've ever experienced 126 degrees. Yeah, I mean, May, well, maybe in like a sauna or something. Well, that's why I feel so bad for food cart workers during, um, especially like when it's hot outside, because you're uh, basically in a tin box. Yeah, that's you know just I can't even imagine how hot it is inside of there. Yeah, well, you're also cooking food. Well, and also, I mean, I can't imagine because I did it with big ass sandwiches and it was awful. Well, and also one other thing too in this city, once it and and this is probably common in a lot of cities, but once it gets hot enough, the temperature goes up, craziness happens here. Everybody's insane in the city. Oh my god. A transient threw a rock at me today, Greg. Threw a rock at you? Yeah, not like at my body, but at my bike. Yeah. I was just riding around, minding my own business, because I've seen a lot of reports lately um, on Hawthorne Boulevard, which is like a main uh, like a main road here in southeast Portland. It has like yeah. a lot of shops and bars and it's blah, blah, blah. It's a tourist kind of thing. It's a touristy attraction yeah. kind of thing. Um, and so 39th and Hawthorne is kind of where a lot of um, these transients have been moving. And by transients, I mean like shithead shitbags who yeah. are just like dirty and loud and they're fighting and... And yeah, they don't a lot take of proper cares of their care of their dogs, and they're just dirtying everything up. It's really gross. Yeah. And so, but lately, since they've been here in, in the heat, they've started to become angry, dirty, stinky, yelly people. Yeah. And I rode my bike by just minding my own business today, just riding my bike, and so, one of those dirty guys was just sitting on the side of, of Fred Meyer, and he looked at me, and he just like was like. Like he like the big like fuck you face like how dare I exist and like threw a rock at my tire. What the fuck? It was so weird. It was like nine Did o'clock you, in the morning. What'd you do? I just kind of looked. At, I wasn't gonna engage with him. Like, yeah, I mean that's ever. the right thing to do, but still that pisses me no, off. No, it pissed me off too. Threw a rock at you? Yeah. Fuck that. I know. And because I keep seeing all these reports about people like talking about the violent transients around that area, I'm like, oh yeah, they're there. Ugh. So yeah, the there was somebody walking around in the street with a machete earlier today that I saw on the awesome. PDX alert. So anyway, yeah. uh, be careful out there. Keep Portland everybody. weird. So let's get back to normal weird, which is me. So this is the issue, though, and I, I, I really am starting to realize that maybe this, this all ties together, one of my weird problems. So we all know that 
I like peanut M and M's. Whenever you whenever you say we all know that I'm, I usually I auto filled in my head. But I live in a house in Southeast Portland. Well, I do live in a house in Southeast oh Portland. God. I live in a converted attic, which is very hot during the during the heat, and um, and I have two roommates there, you know, and I have some weird neighbors. Um, uh-huh. But no, this was this did take place at my house. This issue, so I, I like the peanut M and M's. This is something everybody knows about. I have a hard time. I never buy them. I never ever buy them. But then people actually. You know, buy them for me. So, uh, oh, yeah, which you God just bless them. New ones, right? Yes, uh, Michigan Craig just sent me some, and I haven't. Don't look at them; they weren't open. Wait, where are they? Don't don't look at them; they're fine. Did so, you want to share them? N- no, there's no. I'm. Are there any sealed. left to share? Nah, that was a pretty big it. bag. Don't no, don't worry about it. It's fine. So. Anyway, I've got an issue with that. Like, I don't bring them home. I, I keep them here at the studio so that way they're not around me. However, I have an issue with something else, and this is where the problem was. And I don't know what the health side effects are of this. So I l- also love blueberries. Like, I love blueberries. Now, no, no, that sounds like I'm in love it with It sounds like you want to make no, sweet love to the I blueberries. Mean, I mean, I will buy blueberries any time of the year. And I bought myself one of the big... Uh, Cartons of them, like a big carton. I don't know how many pounds were in it. Oh, like one of the five pounders? Uh, not a five pounder, I don't think. I mean, well, maybe no. like a three pounder. Yeah, it's like that big. Uh, maybe like a shoebox size. Yeah. Okay. About yeah, that that's, big. I think that's like a five pounder. Oh God, is it that many? Well, here's the deal. I bought, and I, this is what I want to know what the what the physical consequences are of this. So I bought one of those, and Sunday. I bought them when I went to the grocery store, and I ate the entire thing in two hours. Oh. I ate oh. the entire thing in two hours. I couldn't You ate all of the blueberries? I couldn't stop. How are like, you I was not in there, the bathroom I was right just now. eating handfuls, like fistfuls of them while I was watching the Ozark, and then I was going out and like working inside, outside, and then I come back in, and I watch the Ozark, and then I... Just fistfuls of blueberries And I couldn't stop myself I could not stop myself Like it was a problem To where I was like I should be on a television show right now It's for one of those people With like some kind of like Obsessive thing over a product And I couldn't stop I couldn't stop eating the blueberries So I want to know What are the side effects Of eating so many blueberries Is this bad for me? Should I not be doing so this? So what is it about uh, About blueberries That you like? Is it the Is it the taste? Is it the shape? Is this like a shape thing? Well that's what I was trying to figure out because these are the, these are the only two things that I will obsess over that I will just eat like I'll just eat them and I can't stop myself. It's peanut M and M's and blueberries and they're both spherical. I don't know if this has something to do with it or not, but I can. Are eat you obsessed with like any other fistfuls. circular things? Well, what else is there that's circ- that's that's spherical like that? Cheese like, balls. Yes, I do love cheese balls. You do love cheese. I balls. do love cheese balls. Pizza. Pizza comes not- in a circle. Pizza's not a... No, that's a circle. That's not a sphere. I'm talking about ball-shaped candy. Oh, you well, want... Oh, ball-shaped. Okay, I'm yeah. so sorry. Yeah. I just didn't want to say ball-shaped. That's why I kept saying spherical, but now you Okay, yeah, because now you're, like, confusing me when, like... Spherical. I don't want to say ball-shaped. I don't, I don't want to say, I like ball-shaped food. Like, that's not how I want to phrase it. So, spherical food. That's what... That's what it is. And anyway, that's what I want to bring up. I don't know. That, that seems like a lot. What about meatballs? Do you like meatballs? I do love meatballs. Meatballs are really good. I love meatballs. I'm looking up uh, ball foods right <laughs> It's now. not ball foods. That's not what it's supposed to be called. I just uh, The bottom line is, I don't know if this is a bad thing or a good thing for me to be obsessed with that. Maybe this is like a healthy thing. What are you talking and about? And I should eat more now? and more and more of them. 
You should eat all of them. I don't think that eating that much of something, of anything, is probably what you should be doing. I'm also going to totally stop by and buy more on the way home. Because I I just, I can't, I can't not do it. Are they super expensive? No, they're on sale right now. Five dollars for like that many of them. Grapes, I do like grapes. My God. I've just, like I'm figuring something out about myself, you know? You like ball-shaped things? (laughs) No, I like spherical food objects. Food objects shaped like spheres. Okay, here's, uh, Courtney's putting in here, this is helping me out. Uh, One of the side effects of eating too many blueberries. If you have a bleeding disorder like hemophilia, go easy on the blueberries. Both its uh, (laughs) reserve, wait, resveratrol. I don't know. I'm going to start this over again here. Uh, both its resveratrol ver- and vitamin that- E will enlarge <laughs> blood vessels and amplify your risk for bleeding, too. Well, I don't have hemophilia, so I'm pretty good. Are you sure you don't? Yeah. I, I would hope I would know by now. I mean, yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> Nipple says ball talk is early shaped <laughs> or, or early today. Um, oh, yeah, so you're getting a little delirious. I am a little too. bit, too. Yeah, I realize my words aren't coming out so Your words good. are getting a little mumble-jumble. Good words are not. Good words, no. Uh, Lisa says, Greg, you can get you-pick blueberries across the street from my new house. A bucket will be cheaper than the store. True. And because I did grow up picking blueberries, and they are fun. You know, it's, it's fun to go to the you-pick places. But now I can just stop by Safeway and grab them. So that's kind of what I've been doing. Anyway, oh. here's the problem. So that that's where it is. can cause uncomfortable intestinal side effects. The high intake. Yeah, I was going to say. Has uh, been linked to nausea, diarrhea, pain and gas yeah oh from what i've known that's why you haven't been feeling well well because you're sitting and eating five pounds of blueberries in one sitting i ate them all in the afternoon jesus greg i ate them all so okay all right this yeah, is i mean that's what i've always so i shouldn't do that you should not do that okay i mean i think it's it also ties into my juice obsession so anyway the show is not all about my food obsessions that's all i wanted to get into and just kind of bring that up i feel it's easier for me to bring it up publicly so i can be shamed and then i won't do it shame 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 Shame. yeah i'm still gonna do it i'm gonna buy more i'm gonna buy more and i'm not gonna stop greg i don't think anybody cares about it but i'm just going to but you're not allowed to complain when you don't feel well because you've eaten too many i'll still complain i'll still complain oh lucky yes well anyway all right well there it is so the other thing, I don't even know how we tie into this, but the other thing that we wanted we'll to bring transition. up. just transition. So, uh, over this last weekend, or uh, not this last weekend, uh, last week, right? This all works out, right? Yes, it was last week. Sarah and I went to oh, Seattle. Brain is cooked. And <laughs> is this what it's like in 126 Did you, degrees? Are, is that water over there? Uh, no, I probably need some more I, water. I told you before the show to drink water. Yeah, but I, it sounded bossy, so I didn't do it. I should have drank some more water. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> You're such a baby. Are you serious? There's sounded... giving me like a teacher look right you now. You sounded bossy, so I didn't do it? <laughs> what are... are you? Is your brain like melting into that of a 12-year-old boy now? Yes, it really is. I don't want to. It really is. Um, so anyway, uh, last week, Sarah and I went to see Neil Diamond in Seattle. And we have whole episodes about that. Uh, about going up there to see Neil Diamond and then the drive home where we became uh, famous on KETU for a little bit. However, there was something else that we noticed on the way back because you pass by a bunch of casinos. And this is what I wanted to bring up is where it's going to go from here. Because, oh, yeah. Because uh, one of the casinos... No, we had this, like, talk... We had a conversation about it. Yeah. And, and one of the casinos still was going to have, like, on their big, giant video billboard advertising to the freeway... Oh, yeah, it was Emerald... In case you're familiar with it, Emerald Downs. Like, Emerald that big... Downs. Yeah, it's, like, kind of between Federal Way and Tacoma as is you're driving Emerald through I-5. Emerald Downs? So they have a racetrack and a casino? 
Yeah, I think so. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, so they have a bunch of like magicians and musicians and all different kinds of people that perform there. Yeah. And then, but this particular one, we were driving by, and I, I saw this. I was like talking to Greg. I'm like, when? It, how is this possibly still a thing? Yeah. Because we saw that this guy, and it was on the huge billboard driving by. You're like, get your tickets now. Tickets going fast. Uh, this guy, some dude, who's just an Elvis Presley impersonator. Emerald Queen. That's it. Oh, whoops. Emerald Queen. Yeah. Whatever. Um, yeah. Who's an Elvis Presley impersonator. Yeah. And that's, and so we're like, but that's, that's like the headlining performer. Yeah. Is this guy coming through town still impersonating Elvis? Are there enough people? That's I mean, there has to be, but then we started talking about... Illusion like, of Elvis is what it's called. Illusion of Elvis. So this is the thing that we started talking about. We're like, well, okay, so if Elvis impersonators are still doing this like 50 years later, like... It's still making money. Like somebody's still making, making a living. Money. Like he was hired by this casino to you know perform to make money for the casino. But like, and, and that's the thing, though, that's funny to me. It's like somebody, this is their job is their to be job. an Elvis impersonator and in this day going. and age. So, and, and speaking of this day and age, like we were talking about like who would be the next artist... That would be that big enough to be like continuously impersonated like, for there, years and years and years. Is there anybody now, like nowadays, that would have enough of a shtick to be to be impersonated? Yeah, because we're I trying to think really of like think who of would be the new Elvis. Because there Elvis are people. I mean, are you going to be a notorious B.I.G. impersonator? Like, there's just there's not, there's not enough of a thing behind somebody yeah. like like the kitschiness like the performer side like the Neil Diamonds like they're super diamond yeah. you know there's the super diamond is a Neil Diamond Im- Im- performer cover band cover band mm-hmm. yeah and I guess he's really really good oh, I've yeah, never seen him awesome um, I don't awesome. think I've ever seen him ooh alright Eddie's saying in the chat what about David Bowie oh yeah but what, be but honest though, honestly, but, would David Bowie have enough of a draw as an like if you went to a David Bowie impersonator to where it'd be like an Elvis impersonator? Yeah, I don't see, think this is not much of a following because Elvis was so kitschy. David Bowie doesn't have as big of a following as Elvis did. I mean, there's just not. Oh uh, well, I suppose. I guess it was a different time in music to where Elvis saturated everything. David Bowie's an incredible artist, but not as. Not as culturally famous as Elvis. Yeah, I mean, you can you go know. to any country in the world and they know who Elvis is. Everybody knows who Elvis yeah. is. You can ask any person in America; they will know who Elvis is. Not every person will know David Bowie. I'm I trying mean, to think of other people who like Michael Go- Jackson. Vicky Michael saying. Jackson, yeah, yeah, maybe. I, I guess, yeah, I could see that becoming a thing. Like Michael Jackson impersonators, that might be the closest. I suppose, but like, also, he's pretty like he is tainted. A bit like Elvis, I know, yeah, he was fat yeah. guy on his toilet, but I mean, he never like molested children or anything. Prince, um, I feel like Prince would be really well. The one thing there about is Elvis is Prince. Elvis would be easier to impersonate. I feel like just the singing, not not that I mean, Elvis was a great singer, but God, he's no Prince. Yeah. I mean, Prince, there, what, there is a Prince impersonator uh, who oh, used yeah, to live here in Portland. Portland. Yeah. yeah, no, I think he still performs. Yeah, he was. Yeah, awesome. he's really good. Mm-hmm. He's really good. But yeah, that's like Lisa in the live chat in funemploymentradio.com slash live. If you're a live subscriber, go ahead and tune in there. Also, I'll be putting up the Fun Employment Radio experience um, here at some point for those of you who are live subscribers. <laughs> you get access to that in the archive. Uh, Lisa says Prince. Oh man, they'd have to be so good, and they would. Like to be a well, prince. I guess she's seen the prince for. He's like Sarah. He's awful. <laughs> oh, he looks. He looks kind of like he's got the outfit. There was a guy. Well, I, I guess last time I saw this guy was. Like That's ten really, years ago, I don't know if it's the same guy or not. Um, I saw him at uh, like a St. Patrick's Day event or something like that. You were there too. It was a few years ago. Oh, at like Kells or something? Yeah, yeah, uh huh. Yeah, he was he was there. He looks uh, like Prince. We had also had a few beers, so maybe we thought it sounded amazing. Um, 
Keelan with the lame confession. I used to know a guy in my hometown who looked like Prince. He wasn't an impersonator. He used to just show up at the club looking like Prince. Wow. <laughs> That's like my sister's uh, weird uh, friend. Well, her my sister's friend's girlfriend. Yes, we talked about this years ago. Years you should ago. That. So my, uh, my sister used to live in New York and, of course, meet a lot of colorful characters everywhere you go. One of which was one of her guy friends who was in a band that she was friends with was dating this girl who... Like Keelan's friend Was not A Lady Gaga impersonator But she just kind of Would walk around Almost pretending To be Lady Gaga So she could get Like free stuff So she'd dress up Like so her So she would Did dress she up dispute Like dispute If somebody would Think she was Lady she Gaga would just, I, I don't think she disputed. I think that she She abused it Clearly Like she would wear You know like giant Like platform Spiky heels And big you know Sunglasses And do her hair And makeup exactly Like hers But then be like Oh no I'm not A Lady Gaga impersonator I just you know Just kind of look like her And it's like Oh Okay. That's weird. It was really weird. To be obsessed over someone else's look. And yeah, and then she came, and then the guy uh, brought her, because my sister was like, oh my God, you know, uh, I think his name was Chris, and she's like, Chris is bringing his weirdo Lady Gaga impersonator girlfriend to yeah. my wedding. Like, okay. And then she ended up catching the bouquet. Oh, of course. Yeah, I remember that, and I was just like, fuck, okay, this is happening. <laughs> um, yeah, that that is strange. Just to walk around and trying to pretend to be somebody else. Yeah, I mean, an impersonator. I get. Well, I mean, they're doing the same thing, but at least they're doing it for money. Yeah, so I suppose. Um, taking a look here in the chat, there people are coming through with different things. Uh, Ed Ed says, uh, "I still say Bowie would be great. So many airs of greatness. I think that'd be a great like Vegas show, but I don't think it would have enough appeal to be a traveling show. Yeah, I just don't think it would work. Um, no, that's the magic of David Bowie. Is he was like, even though he was very popular, he was also very obscure. Yeah, yeah, still obscure at the same time. Uh, Keelan says my best friend resembled Tupac and used to completely dress like Tupac to milk the attention. Well, if you look like Tupac, I mean, you might as well go for it. Yeah, I mean, ladies did like Tupac. And if he looks so. like Tupac, good for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a very yeah. beautiful man. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then there's uh, Portland Prince. Okay, so that's what that guy's name is. Yeah. He doesn't really look like Prince, but he does. No, have that's the, a di- does have the clothes. That's a different guy than the oh, okay. one that I know. This right. guy was like really tiny. Well, so the bottom line is though, I can't think of anybody who now will be that. Like in 20 years, there, will there be like a Justin Timberlake impersonator? Like, no. Because Elvis know. had the costumes and the whole outfit and the hair and the whole the, the whole, whole deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Marilyn Manson. It's going to be a Marilyn Manson impersonator. Twenty years. I don't think that's going to work. No, because you also need like a shit ton of hits. Yeah. All Mar- I'll, The only thing I know is like his "Sweet Dreams" cover and beautiful, the beautiful people. people. I mean, come on. Is that always just going to do the beautiful people? The beautiful, beautiful people. Tall relative to the size of your steeple. Sorry, I, I did own that album. Capitalism. I don't think anyone's way. surprised by that. How you doing over there? Um, it's warm. If you can hear his the fan, brains, that is why the fan is going cooking. here in the background. Well, if you could be an impersonator, who would you? Who would you do? Oh, who, if I could, who would you do it? Like if you, if somebody said Holly or, or Las Vegas calls and they're like, "Hey, um, we've got a stage set up for you, but you have to do an impersonation." Uh, I know show. exactly who. Like a show, something that's okay. Yeah. Who would you do? I do Courtney Love. Courtney, I nobody wants to-, to go see Courtney Love. Oh, but it would be a shit show. It'd be so fun. Just well, like you just sit there on stage and be drunk and like do heroin or something. Ew, no, I'm not going to do heroin. But I'm going to do just heroin. Be like like verbally abusive and- to my bandmates. <laughs> I don't know if that's what I'd want to see. Yeah. I don't know if I'd pay money to go see that. And we're, but it would have to be like 90s Courtney Love, not this weird, like, plastic, weird-looking one. Uh, right if you're now. doing impersonation, you'd have to do change, like, costume changes. So I'll have to start slowly putting on, like, prosthetics to make my lips more bubbly. And yeah. Like, I'm a supermodel. <laughs> <laughs> you're your opinion, I am. All right. 
Mm. Oh, yeah. So Just you're going to start up, what would you call it? When I went to school, Olympia, everyone, because you don't really have to even be able to sing. It's no, awesome. you don't. No, she no. can't. She can't sing. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. It's, yeah. They really want you. I want to be the girl with the most cake. Oh, yeah. I would nail it. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can do that. You don't have to sing. And then maybe I could get somebody to dress like Kurt Cobain and I could, like, murder him on stage for, like, Oh, whoa. For, you know, like, the grand finale. Wow. That got really, really dark. Really, really dark real fast. Just, well, he's already dead. I'm not saying that I'm actually going to murder him. No, no, that's what you're saying. Okay, well, maybe you would sell some tickets. And then people can, like, throw stuff at me at the end and get out their pent-up rage, and then that's it. And then that's the show. Yeah, because she's an evil bitch. So, and okay. that's just what I would do. Okay. All right. Well, that's an idea. What I would don't you know do? That sells, I don't know. I don't have anything that elaborate. Now that I have to think about it, um, I would I would want to. But the, the problem is you could never be as good. Like, I would say, like, Weird Al. But th- there's you can't do it. It's impossible mm. to even be a Weird Al. Like, there, I doubt there's anybody... There may be people who dress up like Weird Al, but there's nobody that's going to be able to perform like him. Well, you dressed up as Weird Al. <laughs> well, yeah. I'll, I'll dress up as Weird Al for Halloween. But, I mean, like, Weird Al impersonators. So, I don't think that would work. Like, I I don't know. If I were going to do a show, I'd probably want to do a mix-up of a bunch of different characters. So, I could change it in and out. You know, uh, Lisa's suggesting, what about Meatloaf? Ew, no. No. And I would do anything. All you have to do is sweat a lot and breathe heavy. Put on, like, a padded suit to like match right back. Oh yeah. No. And then you probably can get to like cause for the lady parts for some of the uh, duets he always had like like stick thin beautiful like model ladies and so you get to like adorn yourself. sit with there some. and then I just have to eat and get like really big and like I would do anything for love. Now you're besmirching. Just Meatloaf? Let's, yeah, Why? let's take it down a notch. The, he is you very just talked talented. about murdering Kurt Cobain well, on stage. Well, she did murder Kurt Cobain. Well, Meatloaf is known to be a large fella. <laughs> I mean, I'm not speaking untruths here. This is true, and he is batshit crazy. So, he is. Yeah. He is. And Jim Steinman wrote all of the songs, so that's the parts that I love the most anyway. Okay, all okay. right. Well, I don't know. I'm, it's too late. I I've think, got my own one-man show. All right. It's Greg of All Trades. I think we're both going crazy We've already in here, talked by about the way. It. Greg of all trades will be my show. That's I, I I will do an impersonation during it, but that'll be it. Okay, Otherwise, it's Greg of all like trades. A, a poor Neil Diamond one. I do an all right Neil Diamond one. I think I do a better Neil Diamond. I am myself to no one there. Hi, Greg. Greg. Mm-hmm. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dylan. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Greg, I feel like I haven't done this in a while. Happy to be here. Real happy to be here. You're trying to do some crab work while you're doing it? I feel really hot. I mean, cold. It's so cold in here. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. First up, one of my favorite superstars is in the news. A man by the name of... Joey Chestnut. Oh. oh, Joey Chestnut. And we all know him for his hot dog eating championships that he has won over and over Sarah's time and time again. Joey Chestnut fan. 
I am. We still have my hot diggity dogger signed by Joey Chestnut in the green room. I think I have Joey Chestnut's phone number. Oh, we should give him a call and congratulate him on his latest feat. Because, of course, after fresh off the heels of winning Nathan's hot dog eating contest on July 4th in Coney Island. This past weekend, he won the taco ta- uh, truck throwdown. Taco truck throwdown. Yes, uh, he ate 92 carne asada tacos in eight minutes. To win the World Taco Eating Championship at Taco Truck Throwdown number seven. Wait, were they crunchy shell or soft? They have to be soft. I don't know. I would assume. It doesn't say. It says 92 carne asada tacos in eight minutes to win the World Taco Eating Championship at Throwdown seven. Chestnut, who won four thousand dollars for eating the ninety-two tacos, said the heat was really hard. You got so paid four grand for eating ninety-two tacos. So I was, well, I mean, there has to be money in it. Why would, else would you be a professional power eater? Uh, he said the heat was really hot, so I was sweating a little bit more than I should. Um, the food wasn't settling very fast, but it worked out. Okay, were they soft tacos? They've got to be soft. Greg, tacos. You're very That's much focused I'm, on the soft tacos. Well, I don't you would know. Cut your mouth if you were eating the crunchy ones. I. T- do you have a hard time eating tacos? Well, if you're eating, <laughs> trying to eat 92, you're going to hurt yourself. Okay, they were soft tacos. They were soft tacos. Uh, okay, so let's see. They were, okay, so I think they were, I were think. they ta- Were they from Taco Bell? They are from Taco Bell. Okay, so according to the Major League Eating website, wait, what's a fucking brain taco? Was it actual brain tacos? No, it's, you said it was carne asada. No, well, it says uh, chestnut ate... Okay, what is this? It has a different thing. It says, okay, so I guess he had tried eating tacos before. He ate 54 brain tacos in eight Gross. minutes, 30 fish tacos in five minutes, and 53 soft beef tacos from Taco Bell in 10 minutes. So I guess this is from a different place, and that's when he ate the 92 of those. Okay. Of a carne right. asada. So uh, there you go. He said he's going to keep practicing and keep breaking those world records. Which, in case also you didn't know, Major League Eating is an actual thing. That's the name of the organization. Major League Eating. Mm-hmm. This is why the world hates us. MLE. Oh, now I want tacos, by the way. I'm totally getting tacos. Do you think you could do 92? Uh, no. How, how many do you think you could do in eight minutes? How many tacos? If you had them right there, they're all lined up. Soft tacos. Just one tortilla per taco? One, one tortilla per taco. Probably ten. No, oh, you could, I could do, more, do more, more than, than that. Ten. I could do more than that. Don't put yourself down like that. Uh, in eight minutes, probably a taco every... I, I could probably do 16. I could probably do one every 30 seconds. Want to put some money on it? No! I'm not eating 16 tacos. Next listener event. Yeah, that's not happening. Landmark Saloon, we'll set up like a whole table. We'll get you a bunch of tacos. Greg, this is also all how every epic radio promotion fails <laughs> when it comes to some eating contest. Remember the water drinking contest? Well, I don't think you're going to die from eating tacos. Uh, you don't know that I won't. So I'm a taco death. Death I don't by taco. Die, I don't want to die of taco death. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't think you can do sixteen. Okay. I don't think you can do sixteen. There you go. Well, there you have it. Greg doesn't think I can do sixteen. I guess the world will never know. Prove me wrong. <laughs> I'm not going to. Don't 16 you want to prove me wrong? Uh, nope. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> All right. So from food story to food story, an inmate remains at large in northern Alabama after breaking out of jail Sunday night. But the way he did it was a little unique because they used peanut butter to escape. I'll tell you why. Greg, wasn't that a guarantees? That you're going to pay off, like, right now? Sure. I mean, it's not much of a tease if you're just... Do you want to, like, sandwich in an ad or something? Like, Gosh. 
Well, 12 prisoners went on the run oh, from well, Walker County Jail in Jasper, Jesus. Alabama. Ten seconds. Eleven have since been captured. So there was a press conference that happened yesterday. Sheriff James Underwood said that the inmates used peanut butter to escape the facility. Peanut butter. Well, what happened is the prisoners took advantage of a new guard who was working in the control room, Underwood said, using peanut butter to obscure the number above the jail cell and then yelling at the unidentified guard to open the door to let them in the cell. Who is this? What is this accent that we have here? I don't know. It seems like that's They're what Sheriff... They're using peanut butter to obscure the number. I feel like Chef James Underwood from I Alabama talks like that. He's like, peanut oh, peanut butter. butter. What on earth? All right, so uh, Sheriff Underwood, he was flummoxed. He said they changed the number of the door, or they covered the number of the door with I peanut say, butter. I said I say they covered the number of the door. Then they hollered, hey, open the door, so-and-so. But the number the inmates gave the worker was the outside door. Oh, so they tricked him into thinking because they covered the number of their door. They tricked him into thinking the door that he was opening was theirs. It really was the door to let them all free. Wow. Yeah. And unknowing to him, that guard hit the lock and out the door they went. Well, Underwood said it took eight hours to capture the first... (laughs) Peanut butter! Uh, It took eight hours to capture the first 11 escapees, most of whom were found in the Jasper area, all sprinkled around the jail. Um, Some of them took off on foot, while others uh, were suspected of getting into a car. Uh, Two of the escapees have been jailed on murder allegations... Uh, but they were found. However, there is one still at large, Brady Andrew Kilpatrick, Brady. 24 years old, who's been uh, jailed for alleged drug offenses. Okay. Uh, he still hasn't been found. All right. He's still on the run. Huh. And that's the end of that story. Peanut butter. A New Jersey security officer has been charged with stealing $100,000 from a business uh, the first day that he was actually working for it. Wow. That's good Not work. a very good security guard. Yep, security guard arrested after stealing $100,000 on the first day <laughs> on the job. This guy's name is Larry Brooks, 19 God, years old. God, imagine whoever hired him. It's just like, God dang it. Oh, Eliz- he's from Elizabeth, New Jersey. That's where Kelsey lives. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, works for Garda, which is a cash vault and armored car company. Uh, he was captured by company surveillance cameras, taking the money... Again, on his first day in front of security cameras. <laughs> oh, it was all his money here. Nobody's watching it. You know what? I want him with a job. I'm security guard. There's a lot of money and that I can just take it all. That's a genius right there. If uh, I don't report me, it didn't happen. <laughs> Nobody will ever know. Well, uh, they did indeed see him on the security footage. Uh, security officers did find $85,000 in a parked vehicle in Elizabeth. Um, but they don't know what happened to the rest of the $15,000, but they did find Mr. Larry Brooks, and he is now in custody. Hmm. Did you know that people dress up as mermaids for a thing? What do you mean? Like, people thing? like to compete, like like mermaid lifestyles? Like a lifestyle? Like what, they roll around in a mermaid suit? Yes. So, uh... How does that work? You're not very mobile. You're not very mobile, but we have a lot Just of like them in the States. It's also a scoop? really big... You, like, scoop? It's also a big thing in the UK because every year there uh, there are lots of ladies, lady mermaids, who gather in Great Britain to determine who wins the title of Miss Mermaid UK. <laughs> Miss Mermaid. Women from England, Miss Scotland, Mermaid, Wales, UK. and Northern Ireland were invited. Do another accent. Were invited to compete in the regional pageants, and the finalists will gather at Billing Aquadrome in Northampton. The winner will be adorned with a special crown and receive the opportunity to complete compete in Miss Mermaid International Finals. What? Well, in Egypt. There's a 
I do not understand this. There's an international participants in the pageant are required to be females between 18 and 32 years old who live in the UK and have strong swimming skills because, of course, they are mermaids. So do they actually swim? Grace Page, the 25-year-old reigning Miss Mermaid, explains about the skills she thinks that are necessary to do well in the competition. She says, if you want to be a professional mermaid, it is essential that you train as a free diver and hold free diving qualification. So you have to be able to uh, so hold you your wear, breath for long periods of time. So you have to wear the thing and then go... And you have to swim in it? Yeah, you swim in it. So I'm Grace, so confused by this. Grace Page uh, entered the mermaid pageant to fulfill a childhood dream. Like most young girls growing up, I always wanted to be a mermaid, she said. I always had a passion for singing, and since I've always had long hair... Is this a live hair, clip that you have? Yes, it it's a live... I got to okay. And the sea fascinates me, so creating a career around a mermaid just makes so much sense. Now, Paige added that the international pageant differs from the traditional perception of pageants by focusing on community service. Uh, she goes on to say, "West in Germany, where how, the international how much community service can they do? They're w- w- walking around stuffed in like a sack." Well, that's what she says. They we visit local around. schools, do litter picks at the beach, and remove litter from the sea. And they even put together awareness videos. Is there a video? Do you have like a sample? A mermaid awareness video? Yeah. Do they talk? Like, I want to hear if they're, they're saying anything. UK awareness video. That's a real strange obsession to me. I mean, obviously they all watched A Little Mermaid, or mm. The Little Mermaid, or whatever it is. What was um, the name of the pageant called? Uh, Miss Mermaid UK, Sarah. Thank you. Which, by the way, we're traveling to it next year. Yeah, so. Miss Mermaid. By the way, Fun Employment UK. Radio, uh, working on planning the trip to Ireland. Fun Employment Radio going to go to Ireland. I uh, want to give a shout out to um, to Life in a Kilt podcast, who uh, has already donated some money. Or they is donated, on donated donating money to so us for that nice. thing. So just a little side note. We'll talk more about that going down the road. All right. Well, I found something that purports to be from Miss Mermaid 2016, where all the mermaids are being carried by gallant young men since they can't walk with their mermaid tails. All right. So they're all sitting there. Do they talk? Nope. It's just a bunch of girls just like mermaids. Okay. Sorry, Greg. You're not getting. What to is see. this music? This is Miss Mermaid 2016 music. Thank you for asking. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it looks like I can't find. So they don't talk. They just lay there. And in look their like fish mermaids. Sacks. Yes, okay. in their fish sacks. Okay. If you're trying to play something, play it now because I need your full no, attention no, for I'm this not last one. Okay. Greg, this is my favorite headline of the day. I actually pulled this yesterday. Okay. Are you ready? A one-armed man dressed like a clown has been arrested after terrorizing a town wielding a machete that he had attached to his amputated arm. Oh my god. <laughs> a one-armed man dressed like a clown has been terror has been arrested after terrorizing a town wielding a machete that he had attached to his amputated arm. Wow. All right, reports of a clown. Is there a picture? Uh, I think yeah, you can find you can find a picture of the guy. I don't know if they have him in his full clown outfit, but you can see him. So this machete happened. Machete clown. Uh, reports of a clown brandishing a machete was no laughing matter to police in Maine, who took a 31 year old man into custody for frightening residents <laughs> in a small rural community. Oh so this happened God. last week. Uh, when a concerned citizen called police Oh saying, Jesus, there's a picture A man dressed as a clown and armed with a machete Was milling about near a convenience store Now when uh, police troopers arrived at the scene Witnesses say the man dressed as the clown with the machete Fled into the woods 
Roughly an hour later, authorities patrolling nearby spotted the clown exiting a wooded area. So the police um, identified the suspect as Corey Barry. This is he's of Hollis, Maine. He was wearing a black hooded sweatshirt and a clown mask. A machete was duct taped to his amputated arm. Uh, State Trooper Adam Schmidt says that Barry was clearly intoxicated. Questioned by police, Barry said he was just joking around, trying to play a prank that copied the creepy clown sightings that had garnered media attention in recent years. Uh, he said he didn't really intend to scare anybody, but the, the duct tape machete on his, his stump arm of, might say otherwise. What was the point of it then? Yeah, so they uh, they filed a, uh, so police failed to find humor in the uh, in the clown joke and charged him with criminal threatening. He was released after posting a two hundred dollar bond. <laughs> Duct taping that to the remnants of your arm. Oh, that's terrifying! Just like a clown. So, I think this is going to be a big Halloween costume this year. Then, <laughs> I think I know what you're going to dress as. <laughs> I might have to. I'm sorry, I wasn't trying to. I I, I think I said stub. I didn't mean to. I'm not trying to be like Sarah, flip about. Please. No, I'm saying I'm sorry. Want to issue an apology right now? I am. Yes, I'm sorry. I didn't know because they had said it in the in the story, and I was trying not to um, be rude about it. And then I accidentally said it because that's what it said, and I meant to say like the the, rem- the remnants of his amputated arm. The that's more you keep apologizing like that, the more it sounds like you meant to do it. I right? didn't mean to do it. There you go, clown, one armed clown yielding a machete in Maine. That's your world of crazy. That's- Pretty solid world of crazy. Thank you. I feel pretty good about it. All right. Well, I've got some uh, some ball talk. Wow. Well, if you give me one goddamn it. second, I can get the, the um, music loaded. I'm ready up. to go right now. <laughs> now. Stop it. Hang on. Now. And, and now. By the way, if you hear that noise in the background, that's a fan. I think you might have been passed out by now if the fan wasn't going. Possibly. Greg's over there drinking soda and coffee and no water. Yeah, I chose You don't poorly. look very good. Oh. No, not like you look terrible, but you look like you're very delirious. Do you want some water? Yes. There you go. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm All sharing right. my water with Greg. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. Drink that water. Oh, that's good. Isn't Water's that good? good? That's Your body needs it. That's why. Weird. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Got a potpourri of balls, a little of this, a little of that. But first off, I want to start with this. It is a something that only somebody very rich would do, but still very dumb. And it is Julio Jones. Julio Jones is a star wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, one of the best wide receivers in the league. Also quite rich. So uh, he's on his uh, off time right now. He's recovering from an injury, but you know, just not, not doing too intense of a workout. But he was jet skiing recently on Lake Lanier, which is the, I think it's Lanier. I think that's how you say it. It's near uh, Atlanta. So jet skiing, and he hit a, the jet ski hit some boat wake, and he flopped into the water. Well, one thing Julio Jones didn't do before going jet skiing on a lake was take off his $100,000 earring. Okay. A hundred thousand dollars. Okay, I mean, I guess that exists, but I can't even understand. Single earring. I am wearing, one of my earrings that I'm wearing right now is 50 cents. (laughs) No, actually, I got a set of three pairs for a dollar. So what, I guess like 15 cents, basically. Is that how math works? Yeah, three, I think so. Three pairs for a dollar? Yeah, so that's six so earrings that's for a dollar. Oh, per earring. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's about right, right? That's close, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. close-ish. It's like 16 yeah. cents. 16 and a half cents an earring, mm-hmm. I suppose. 
Well, anyway. Don't mean to brag, by the way. Yeah, they're just kind of bragging. Mm-hmm. You don't need to really do that. Um, yeah, so he was wearing a $100,000 earring and uh, fell off when he fell into the water. And so the pair is 200000 He had two of them. $200,000. He's wearing on his ears. $200,000. Wearing on his ears. So one of them fell off into the water. Um, it's about 50 feet deep where that happened. He ended up hiring divers to go look for it. 65 feet deep. And, uh, of course, shockingly, they could not find the earrings at the bottom of a 65-foot lake. I am shocked by that revelation. Yeah. Shocked. Yeah. So there we Not go. Julio shit. Jones losing more in one little jet skiing incident than most, most of us will make in our lifetimes. I hope I can make a hundred. I hope I can in my too. Lifetime. I mean, I hope it's not that. Oh gosh. I mean, a lifetime. in a year. In a year. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, he lost it out of one of, one of his ears. All right, moving on to ball talk. The Olympics are probably coming to the United States, even though nobody really wants. Uh, the Olympics for 2024 have been the big. Uh, the big debate where everybody's trying to compete to get these. Well, everybody meaning like four cities that actually wanted it for the Summer Olympics of 2024. And now it looks like they're going to Paris, which means L.A. is going to be the consolation winner of getting 2028. So it sounds like uh, uh, Los Angeles, their Olympic committee is going to be making a statement, I believe, at uh, 5 p.m. Pacific today. Oh, Today? Because the organizers, have, it looks like, have decided on the 2024 location. L.A. is going to get the consolation prize. So it sounds like the Olympics are coming to L.A. in twenty twenty. Oh, God, that's so close to us. <clears throat> yeah, L.A.? Yeah. I mean, that's really close. Well, they were in Vancouver. That's even closer. Oh, yeah, that's true. Didn't go, though. Should have gone. Should have gone. All right, moving on to ball talk. Just got a couple of things left. This one makes me laugh. So... Sarah and I, if you don't know this, have a fine sponsor here at Fun Employment Radio called Bike Gallery. Oh. Bike Gallery, wonderful, wonderful place, bikegallery.com, or there are six different locations here in Portland. Uh, go in there, use the code FUNEMPLOYMENT. So when you're checking out, use that code. Please use FUNEMPLOYMENT, either online or in store, and you get 10% off, whatever it is. That includes bikes. 10% off. Yeah, bikes, so helmets, tell, anything you need. A bike bell. Bike bells are fun. Tell all your friends, tell all your family, anybody who's going to be buying a bike, Bike Gallery. BikeGallery.com or in, in store at any one of their six locations. Use the code FUNEMPLOYMENT, 10% off. Uh, but this did kind of remind me a little bit about it because right now Sarah and I are uh, riding a couple of the e-bikes that Bike Gallery sells. And it's pretty amazing. They it's, are the most amazing. They are. Oh. I cannot, like, rave more about how much I love my e-bike. It is fantastic. I ride it everywhere. I haven't even touched my car except for, like, driving to Seattle for Neil Diamond and back. Like, it's so great. It's so great. They're so awesome. I mean, my God, you get exercise, but it's, like, also having, like, a half scooter. But you it's also like, kind of cheat. But you kind of cheat, but, like, you're also exercising. But it's, like, it's very fulfilling because you it get is. things. Uh, and you it, do get exercise. Yeah, exactly. you still have to pedal. It doesn't work on its own. You pedal. You just get extra boosts. With it's an pedal. assist, an electric assist. But this uh, brings up the point right now. In uh, Italy, there was a master's ride, which is, I guess, older um, older riders, who former professional riders who participate in races. And there was a gentleman by the name of Alessandro Andrioli. 
who was uh, doing very, very well in the race. And uh, then it turned out, as they were, as they uh, followed this race along, one of the things that they do is organizers will film the bikers with an infrared camera. And when they filmed him coming along in the pack, it looked like there was a fire going on underneath his seat. Oh, I think I know where this is going. And the reason it looked that way was because he had a motor. He had installed. a secret motor. He had a secret, secret motor. motor. He had a secret motor in the shaft of the car, of the bike that he and there uh, they took a look at his bike and the, right on the right handlebar there was a weird little button. That what he do? He just click that button when he wanted to get a boost. Oh, that's what I do around. with my e-bike that I'm riding from bike galleries. Yes. I hit a button too. No need to hide the motor on yours or the the battery. This was hidden. And so he finally got he finally got busted for it, and um, he's been. I, he said that it's because he was rehabbing, and so he needed this extra thing. But he's been really boasting about beating other people because he's won a lot of races lately. And it turns out he's been using his motor the entire time. Oh wow! So there we go. All right, finally in ball talk, I've got this, and this is a good story, I think. Last year for Major League Baseball, before the season started, I predicted that a certain team would win the World Series. Now, I have no allegiance to this team. I just made a prediction based on numbers and statistics. Before the season started last year, I predicted the Chicago Cubs would win the World Series. And I was correct. They did win. For the first time in 108 years. I really wish you'd stop talking about However, that. in 2003, they were very close to going to the World Series back then. Um, in Game 6, they were in the National League Championship Series. But in Game 6... There was a foul ball that was hit out almost all the way to where it was a home run for the other team. But uh, Moises Alou of Chicago Cubs was reaching back to catch that foul ball, which would have been an out for the other team. But a man by the name of Steve Bartman reached his hand out into the game play, bumped the ball, knocked it over, made it a home run, giving the other team a bunch of runs. The, The Cubs went on to lose terribly. Lost. Never make it back there again until this last year. And uh, because this Steve Bartman guy, who was just a fan out there, who did the wrong, reached for a foul ball and tipped it, um, he was demonized in Chicago. Oh, yeah. I mean, Didn't he have to go into hiding? Yeah. Yeah, he did. I mean, death threats. I mean, for years, he became the butt of every joke for the Cubs and just the ire. I mean, unfairly so. He made a mistake. But it doesn't matter. That's how it was. Like, it, Steve Bartman is still, like, he won't give interviews. He won't talk to anybody. He's he's ne- he, he's in hiding. He tries to avoid anybody knowing who he is. Until now, and here's what happened. Um, I believe this was yesterday. The Chicago Cubs are getting their World Series championship rings from winning it. They got one specifically for Steve Bartman with his name on it. It's an actual World Series championship ring with Bartman written on the side and presented it to him as a way to um, reach out to him and... Try to mend any bad and forgive things. him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it wasn't did he the, show his face? It wasn't the Cubs organization that was ever really doing that. It was uh, fans who who did this to him. No, he hasn't shown his face that I know of. But he did release a statement. Um, he said, "I humbly receive the ring, not only as a symbol of one of the most historic achievements in sports, but as an important reminder for how we should treat each other in today's society. My hope is that we can all learn from my experience to view sports as entertainment and prevent harsh scapegoating and to challenge the media and opportunistic profiteers to conduct business ethically by respecting personal privacy rights and not exploit any individual to advance their own self-interest or economic gain." 
He goes on to say he's very thankful for it, and uh, he's. Ha- I am happy to be reunited with the Cubs family and positively moving forward with my life. Oh. So that's very cool on the Cubs part to do that and make a public show of it so that people lay the fuck off of Steve Bartman. Mm-hmm. Leave him alone. Leave, leave the guy alone. He suffered enough. Leave the guy alone. <laughs> so uh, good for him. Good for the Cubs. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. God, that poor guy. Yeah. I mean, baseball fans are insane. Yeah. I mean, they are, of, oh, yeah. of any sport, they are the craziest. No, except for about soccer tradition. fans. In- maybe, but I mean, just the tradition stuff with baseball. And yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe soccer fans in Europe. Yeah, in Europe. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, not here. Um, but I mean, and the, and the superstition. I mean, because they murder people in, about soccer. And, well, yeah, uh, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, in... Uh, yeah, in South America. Yeah, okay, that's true. Mm-hmm. But baseball Let's take away America, the murdering yeah. side. Baseball in America, I just mean they're the craziest as far as so obsessed with their game. Oh, my God. They don't murder so each boring. other too often. Although, if you go to a Dodgers game, I think that happens to you. But See, I like watching, like, the Portland Pickles. I like watching, like, that level of baseball. That's fun for me. I like seeing, like, um, I don't know, like, the smaller, but, like, the big, long Major League Baseball games that go on forever and yeah. take forever. Like, I, I like seeing, like, sitting... Watching baseball games, but I don't like watching them on TV. Yeah, they're just very long. Yeah. Well, there we go. There's and that's my story. And that's Sarah's story. All right, we do have one last thing to do, and that is a birthday. Yay! Birthday. My brain is melting. Or is it melting my brain? All right. That's enough of that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, you ready? Yes. We have a happy birthday. And we had uh, two different people write in about this. Oh, both yes. Ginny and Andrew. Oh, and we want to wish a very happy birthday to Leah. To Leah! Leah! We're so very happy you were born. Happy birthday, and also she is the mother of baby Greg. Oh, um, boy. Baby Greg, which was who, baby, baby Greg, Greg was named baby after Greg me. Baby Greg did not like Big Greg. I met Baby Greg last year. Uh, last last year, about almost exactly this time. About this time. Mm-hmm. Um, Baby Greg, not the biggest fan of uh, Big Greg, but mm-hmm. still at the same time, we can relate, and I feel that I can help train him at some you point. You and Baby Greg uh, speak the same when language. When you two are ready for Baby Greg to have some Greg training, let me know. You know, and we'll uh, don't ever be ready. We'll institute don't a, ever be a class. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Not damn right. Quick, I think right. this show was okay, but what was that weird humming in the background? Yeah, I could hear it the whole entire time. Oh, I crap, I better go. Uh, yeah, I know. I just, I, I mean, I think it sounded okay, but I think that's going to be a little distracting. Do you know what's making that noise? <sighs> There's a fan in the background if you're just tuning in to the podcast. And if you're like just tuning into the podcast, like? you missed it. So, <laughs> it's okay. Rewind it and listen from the beginning. Stop, rewind, hit play. What is that from? Life in the 80s? I don't know. It sounded like you were doing a liner for something. Stop, rewind, hit play. No, it's just like remembering VHS tapes. 1997. You know, and this <laughs> was on the radio. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, it's so <laughs> enraging. It's so enraging. I know you hate that so much. It's funny. Oh. <laughs> Everybody was dancing like a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. And this was on the radio. 
Oh, I'm so good at that. Okay. All right. Get us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. You are all fantastic. And we really, really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Really do. Uh, tomorrow, for live subscribers, it's going to be a little uh, different timing. We will be live here in the yes. studio at 10 a.m. Um, and then we'll take a break, and perhaps you'll see us live on something else after that. From somewhere that's not the studio, because From somewhere it's going to be that's not the 109. It's so, going to be way yeah. too hot. It's going to be way too hot. Way too hot. So just follow us on Twitter. That's the best way, at Fun Imp Radio. We'll make sure everybody knows where we're going to be on there starting tomorrow. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Bye, friends. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Oh, my God. I have to pee so bad. I didn't mute us yet. Oh, seriously? (laughs) (laughs) That was live.